You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hell, I suck at dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Dean Unglert, and I am here with Jared. We have Vanessa in Canada, the usual suspects on the producing side as well. We have a very special episode for you. Mark Wahlberg from Temptation Island. We've had him as a guest before. We got him back. He's going to be guest hosting with us today. Um, But before we jump into that, we have to talk with Vanessa. Uh, (laughs) Vanessa, I'm just going to hand it over to you here. Oh, okay. I'm going to try not to get emotional. Well, first of all, uh, my I told Mark this already. My boyfriend is a huge fan of Mark Wahlberg. He's been watching him ever since he was on Temptation Island. So he's like a huge fan of his. So I'm really happy you guys have him as a guest co-host today. But the reason he's on as a guest co-host is because it is my last episode with Help I Suck at Dating and I'm already starting to cry. Um... But these are, it's like, I, for me, it's more of a, a bittersweet tear, like tears right now. Um, it's, it was a decision of mine to make this my last episode uh, with the Help I Suck a Dating family. And I really do say it's a family because when I first came on, well, first of all, this was Dean's show to begin with. So this was Dean's Help I Suck a Dating show. And then Jared came on board and then I came on board and it was kind of a risk to kind of have someone who wasn't part of your friend group to be part of the show. So I really just wanted to, A, say thank you so much for welcoming me me with open arms because it wasn't a secret. None of us were friends at the beginning of the show. At least I wasn't friends with you guys at the beginning of the show. Um, But I really do feel like we, we grew together, we connected, and I learned so much from not only you guys, but the guests and our listeners and our producers. Um, and so I felt like it was time for me to 
um, take everything that I've learned, all the tools that I've learned from being on the show. Um, I really felt like every time I called in and every time we recorded my Monday afternoons and my Tuesday afternoons were like a therapy session with you guys. And now I have all the tools that I need to somewhat have my life in order and my life together and my life in check. And I have so many passion projects that I really want to focus on. And it makes me sad to think that the last year and a half, I haven't really been focusing much on my nonprofit, No Better You, which is um, a nonprofit for special education programs in Montreal. And ever since I would say the last like month or so, things kind of started aligning for me when it come when it came to education, when it came to my nonprofit. And I had to make a decision as to whether or not I was going to put all of my energy towards that. And that was a sad realization where I had to kind of decide what I wanted to focus on next. And I really wanted to focus on my nonprofit. So it was a really hard decision for me. Um, but like I said, it's, I don't feel as though this is my last episode because I do feel like I'm going to come back on or I'm going to need advice from you guys. And I love talking about relationships. So I still want our listeners to keep listening to you guys because it really has been such a learning curve for me. And I guess the learning curve is also taking risks, being able to take risks. Cause like I said, at the beginning, it was scary for me to come on. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be welcomed. I wasn't sure if I was going to be liked. I wasn't sure if, you know, if, if it was going to be a good fit. Um, and it ended up being an amazing opportunity. And now I'm taking a risk at saying goodbye and focusing on something else that doesn't make me money, but it makes me really happy. So that's, that's my news. Listen, Vanessa, I get it. You come into the podcast called Help I Suck at Dating. You learn how to stop <laughs> sucking at dating. And then you decide to bow out gracefully. And honestly, I respect it because Jared and I are working on the same thing. It's just taking us a little bit longer. But gosh, I cannot wait to quit one day. <laughs> Listen, it's so crazy how... Well, I just want to say thank you, especially to our listeners, because I get so many DMs from them saying... Uh, remember when you did this episode when you were single and crying that you were not yeah. going to be a mother or that you weren't going to be in a relationship and our listeners really either a hold me accountable for the things that I have said and that I wanted to do and for reminding me of the growth that I've had and so it's crazy to think that we all started this podcast completely single not knowing where our life was going to go romantically. And now Jared is married. I'm in a relationship and Dean's in a relationship. And listen, we all evolved together. That's right. Yes, we did. It is really sad that you're, this is technically your last day, even though I agree with you, Vanessa, I don't think this would be the last podcast that you are on help. I suck at dating. Cause yeah, it was Dean's at first. And then I guess co-hosted with Kendall long, uh, I got a random phone call saying, would you want to come guest co-host just to just an episode, see how it goes. And then we did that. And then the next week I got a call back. And then I think the next week after that was when you, we interviewed you, Vanessa. And then uh-huh. it was just a good fit. And then I got a phone call saying, hey, would, it, would you want to do Help I Suck at Dating with yourself, Dean and Vanessa going forward and have your own iHeartRadio podcast? Um, so this has been a growing experience for all three of us together. So it mm-hmm. is going to be weird not having you a part of the podcast just because I haven't really experienced the podcast without you. Um, yeah. and like you said, we didn't, I, I mean, I don't, I think I, I met you one time before we started doing the podcast and, and we have all really grown together. And like you said, 
Uh, you're in a relationship now. Dean's in a relationship. I'm married. I was technically straight dating Ashley when I started the podcast. So I can't say I came in completely single. That would be a lie. Um, but it's been an incredible experience and it'll be really sad to see you go. Um, but I know that once again, my gut tells me this will be, this won't be the last podcast you hear from Vanessa Grimaldi. Aw, I love you guys. Honestly, it's been such an amazing experience and I really have to thank, I think we all have to thank the people who don't get enough recognition, Amy, Tori, Danielle, Easton, Mark, who really hold this podcast together um, and who have helped us through a lot, not only through, not only on the podcast. Um, It's sad. It's sad. But yeah, I really don't think this is going to be the last time I'm going to be speaking with you guys. And hopefully if I do need advice, it's not going to be relationship advice because hopefully from here on out, it's going to be smooth sailing for Josh and I. It's probably going to be wedding planning advice from Jared. Oh my God. You think? I'll be more than happy to help you through that. Okay. Guys, TMI, not TMI, but actually just FYI, I've been sending Josh pictures of engagement rings. Is that like a no-no or? No, put the pressure on. I think Josh is kind of the guy that would be okay with it. Yeah. But if Caitlin was sending me pictures of, actually, she does send me pictures of engagement rings. (laughs) I tell her to stop all the time. But I'm sure Josh loves it. And I, I mean, I obviously only. I have a feeling Josh loves that you send those pictures and is taking notes. Hopefully. Well, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to say goodbye and hang know, up? Yeah, we have weird. a we have a bagpipe symphony that we're gonna play while you say <laughs> yeah. goodbye. Actually, Easton is about to stand up and perform it right now. Yes. He's not even in the studio. <laughs> um, well, for the listeners out there, that we're obviously we're all gonna miss Vanessa. I'm sure the listeners um, are gonna miss you as well. But yeah, like you said, we'll we'll hopefully have you back occasionally to give us updates on your life and and check in on No Better You um, and check in on that engagement ring shopping from Josh as well. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we love you, and we appreciate everything that you've done with us and for us. And we obviously know that you're going to continue to crush it. And we're looking forward to um, seeing that all happen. We're looking forward to hearing more about No Better You. I know you're Thanks, planning guys. on putting a lot more of your time and effort into it, and we're excited to see what comes from it. So many exciting projects coming up. So I'm very excited to call back in and keep you guys updated with everything that's happening. But thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the support. And um, I will definitely miss you guys and our listeners. We love you, Vanessa. Love you, love you guys. Bye, okay, I'm going to go cry now. Bye. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, so in light of that heavy news, as we mentioned, we have Ooh. Mark Wahlberg co-hosting the rest of the episode with us. And I think we should probably give an update about what we're doing moving forward because I'm sure people are curious. Are we, is it just going to be the two of us? Are we getting a new guest host? And from my understanding, we are going to get somebody else. We don't know who yet. Um, Let's hold tryouts. If you want to be a co-host of Help I Suck at Dating, (laughs) please go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Submit your emails to isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com with a resume attached, maybe um, a a minute-long snippet of your voice resume as well. Don't worry. It's not going to be too difficult. It'll be like joining a fraternity, you know? I don't know what that means. Don't they have to go through this rigorous application process, initiation? I we won't get, be I, as harsh. I guess that was just kind of a weird thing to say because it's it's not a it's a it's a job application. It's not a fraternity application. I understand that, but fraternities are well known for having a really difficult in, initiation process. If you like want to be considered for heckling. being, if you want to be considered for being a co-host of Help I Suck at Dating with me and Jared, email your resume to I Suck at Dating at iHeartMedia.com. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to go through everyone, handpick maybe a few. We'll have some interviews. We'll talk to some people. We'll bring some guest co-hosts on, try them out, see how it goes. We might even bring someone in from Bachelor Nation. Who knows? Who knows? But I think right now, until we find somebody else, it'll be Dean and myself uh, sucking at dating. And then we'll see what the future has to bring. Danielle, were you going to say something? Yeah. um, So we are bringing in some people over the next few months. So we do want to hear from all of our listeners if there's one co-host that they really, really love. So if you listen over the next couple months and there's somebody that stands out, email us and let us know. We want to hear your feedback and help us decide our next co-host. And we always want to hear your feedback. I don't think we, we talk about it enough. And that's something Dean and I have been actively trying to work on, engaging more of your voice, uh, whether that be through Instagram, the Facebook group, emails. Please keep emailing us your stories, anything you want asked on air, um, any advice you'd like. We we really want to do a better job of incorporating those questions uh, throughout the podcast. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree with everything that everyone's been saying this entire episode. I can't wait to agree with everyone else as it continues to drag on. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to have Mark Wahlberg in studio with us. He's going to tell us a little bit about what he's been up to with Temptation Island Season 2. And then after that, we are going to be answering some listener questions. It's going to get juicy. We're going to talk about some taboo topics because those seem to be the most interesting ones for us to talk about. I even get uncomfortable when we talk about them. But I think being uncomfortable in a conversation is a good thing. Yes. and At the end of the day. Through Yes, exactly. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and we'll jump into having Mark here. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, and we are back, and as promised, we have Mark Wahlberg in studio with us. He was supposed to be a guest, but we love Mark so much, we just decided to have him co-host the entire episode with us. Let's give him a round of applause. Come (laughs) on, guys. A nice help I suck at dating. Welcome. Mark, welcome to the podcast again. I'm a little nervous. It's a a new role. As a guest, it's only four minutes or so, but I'm going to be here for a minute. Yeah, we're going to definitely get our money's worth out of you today. We're grilling you the entire time. You've been... uh, been uh, consistently coming to these iHeart podcasts, right? You've been on this now two times. You've been on Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Yes. What those else have you been up to? Uh, that's it. That's I all those, I do. I, I, know th- I know those are like, obviously, like, that's better than Temptation Island. Pinnacle of my show business Pinnacle, career. I basically, go. actually today, I got here before they opened up the lobby and I had to kind of like gangster my way up and they're, everybody's coming into work going, what are you doing here? I'm like, good morning. I was like the <laughs> greeter. How did you sneak in this morning? I couldn't even get on this floor. You know, I uh, you, you just do the same thing you do when you're trying to get into the apartment complex. You just wait till like somebody's open the door and pretend you've got bags in your hand and walk in. You seem like a very savvy man who can just talk his way into and out of everything. I have a, a few stories. <laughs> yeah. I've busted a I have, few gates. I think you have a, more than just a few stories. You were telling me one about poker last night that was yeah. very intriguing. But you are uh, known for your hosting career that you mm-hmm. have done uh, so many different shows. Shop till you drop the big date. Weakest link. Pyramid. Joe Millionaire. Russian Let. Destination. And of course, Temptation Island seasons one and season two, which is currently airing Thursday nights on USA at 10 p.m. Central. Okay, I didn't know that you were a host of Weakest Link. Uh, I wasn't. I was on as a guest. But by the way, oh. when, when people talk about the ho- shows you've hosted and they read this long list and people are like, damn, the guy's had a career, all that says is that's how many shows got canceled. I was thinking kind of the same thing, but I didn't want to say it, so y- I appreciate you. Want you want one show yep. that lasts for 20 years. But we go. talked Not about Not one this. show you did 20 years ago that comes back 20 years later. So tell me more about this Weakest Link thing. So you weren't the host of Weakest Link. It's actually a pretty cool story. So I... Wasn't the host? No, they were doing a a celebrity version with all TV hosts as guests, uh-huh. and I knew the producer. And I get a call like on a Tuesday saying, "Hey, we'd love for you to be on the show on Friday." I'm like, "Who did you cancel? And I, who am I filling in?" But yeah. no, no, you are our first choice. I'm like, dude, don't hustle a hustler. I know that I'm the fill in, but whatever. So I show up, and it's it's me and Ben Stein and Mario Lopez and Martha hey. Quinn from MTV and John Sally, a bunch of all stars. Uh, RuPaul, I think, was on the show. I can't remember, and um. And I end up winning the whole thing, but it goes down to the very end. And um, the the morning, I get a I'm on the phone, and my son, who's like eight years old at the time, is in the back seat of the car. And he's like, "Dad, Dad, Dad!" I'm like, "Morgan, I'm on the phone." He's like, "Dad, what's a million times a million? I'm like, "I don't know." He says, "Well, I asked my teacher. It's a trillion. It's the number one followed by twelve zeros." I'm like, "Dude, I told you when I'm on the phone, you can't interrupt me. I'm doing business, yeah. and you know that whole thing." Get to the final. Part of the show, I like, have made it to the very end. And the final question is, what's the American word for the number one followed by 12 zeros? No way. And I literally looked at her and wanted to say, you got to be shitting me. No way. <laughs> and I win, I and win the game. Win yeah, and I looked like I knew that. It just, like, had that. Like, oh, yeah, of course. Did you give credit to your son yeah. on air? Or you were like, oh, I'm going to take this no. one. I took it. And there then he Perfect. said, so how much did we make? I said, well, 
you get half of the karma charity that yeah, we earn yeah, yeah, because exactly. there's no money. Because you're not collecting anything on that. Yeah. Anyway, what's your, still an awesome experience. What's your favorite show you've ever hosted? Uh, I think Temptation Island. Uh, I, right. eh, let, let me, you know, I get asked that a lot, but I like doing comedy. So Russian Roulette was funny. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know, kind of bust That's on people. That's the one where they fall through the hole. Yeah. Yep, it's a pretty that badass one. show. That show was really to, great. I used to kind of geek out on Game Show Network a little bit, to be honest. That, I was a big uh, lingo guy. I loved lingo. lingo I have was, a great story about <laughs> lingo, too. Please share. Oh, I don't know how much I can incriminate myself on this one. Uh, well, if you uh, need a minute. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't yeah, care. Come on. Yeah. Incriminate this is yourself. many years ago, okay? okay yeah. So I was doing, I can't believe I'm telling this story. The Anybody who left. incriminates themselves always starts off saying, it was many years ago, yeah. I was young. So, right, let's hear it. And it's on YouTube, too. So, hmm. so oh, then you're fine. I get booked to come on Lingo as a celebrity guest because all the GSN t- game show hosts are going to show up and host and, and be contestants. And I'm like, cool, but I don't read my email. I'm not really paying attention. I forgot what day it was. So I... I, it's like a Friday, like a holiday, and I'm on my way to the gym, and I'm, you know, already gone for the weekend, all right? I'm, like, checked out, and I'm, like, irresponsibly checked out, and I, I kind of going to go to the gym and play basketball, and then I'm just going to chill. So I may or may not have ingested something that currently is legal but may not have been then. Okay. Okay. No, that's not incriminating. Yeah, so I was way high. So <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. All right. And then the phone rings and says... You're supposed to be the studio now. And I get like every panic dream from high school you've ever had. Like, oh my God. And now time stands still. I don't know what happens. Somehow I get back home and I get a suit and I'm dressing while driving, which is kids don't do this at home. And I, I get to the studio and I like dump my car with a PA and I run in and they dust my face with makeup and all of the executives are there and I have no clue what's going on. And all the other contestants have learned the game and watched it. I've never seen it. I have no clue. It's my worst nightmare. You're not going to learn now. And I am gone. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Now, Mark Summers is my uh, partner and then Kennedy from Fox News now and Graham uh, Elwood who really – Big podcaster, really smart. These two are genius smart, are the other team. It's just every worst nightmare right. ever. The only rules of the game I get are the ones Chuck Willery slurs at the beginning, <laughs> right? And, I, again, I'm not really focused. Yeah. I break the record of the highest score ever. <laughs> of course he did. Show. Unbelievable. When you see it, and you, I know you're going to Google this, <laughs> I'm in a zone. I come up with words I didn't even know existed. Oh, my god! Break, break the record. You want to know how much Kennedy and Graham scored? No. Zero. Zero. Yeah, that's how I bring so it. So it just shows you that we would do well on that show. Like, the biggest idiots are the ones that do well on those whoa, shows. Whoa, whoa, you just called Mark an idiot? No, not an uh, idiot. You're not the first like, today to do just it. Just like someone who's high, who has no idea what's going on, yeah. baked out of their mind, and then they go on, no idea how to play the game, and then they break the record. That's I amazing. think the takeaway might be... So you never should prepare for game shows. That's the takeaway. Before you go play. That it's not show. necessarily as bad for you as people thought it back oh, in the day. I think probably, the takeaway that is... That probably the necessary step in getting it decriminalized, and then now being legal. You I've know? done what I can to help America. It's all because you're a pioneer. I can't believe I told that story, and now I can just hear the people yelling at me now. I love it. I oh, think it's you're great. Fine. And honestly, like, yeah, that happens now. Who, who that cares? No, like, no, it's legal. Who cares? Whatever. That's right. So uh, so you are currently hosting Temptation Island Season 2, though, because last time you yeah. were here, you had just wrapped Season 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, they didn't fire me, so I'm back. That's fantastic. And you want to know who I was hanging out with, actually, in Croatia about a month ago was Morgan and Evan. 
Oh, they were in Croatia. I saw that. I, yeah. Now I just sit at home and watch you guys on Instagram yeah, living yeah. the life I wish I had. So, so. I, was, I was with both of them there. Yeah. I, I never met them before, and I was like, oh, okay, i got to hang out with some reality TV people here. But they were, like, so nice. Are they I great? Lo- I love them. They were like... He reminds me of... I mean, I love Evan. Yeah. But he reminds me of that big sort of happy dog gig... Kind of, yeah, and he, she's just like the calming force. He never she was need in a that bad in a relationship. Mood. They were they were great. They were a good looking couple. He was never in a bad mood. She yeah. was fantastic. We spent like a week on a yacht together, and yeah, I, like I was at first, I was dreading it. Met them, and I was like, okay, we're basically best friends. Yeah, now. yeah. I like yacht them very much, man. Yeah, that was a yacht week in Croatia, like a couple like a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was. That's See, pretty badass. When you're a contestant on these shows, you get the hookups. When you're the host of the shows. <laughs> You're hanging out in Sherman Oaks waiting for a podcast call. I don't know. Tell Chris Harrison that. Waiting for a podcast yeah. call. <laughs> now that's my rap. Yeah. Get me back on lingo. Uh, so, Mark, you've been married for over 30 years that's right, to your beautiful wife, Robbie. What's your secret? You know, I used to have an answer for that that I was thought was really cute. And then Robbie's like, why don't you just tell the truth? Nice. And um, so there are a lot of secrets. But she says, well, the biggest secret is that we love each other. Yeah. Like, that's it. I kind of love her. She kind of loves me, and that's why we stay together. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people say love might not be enough to well, that's have a marriage last. Really great segue into the answer I normally give, great. which is really true for me, and it's not romantic. Look, I love my wife. I think she's hot. She's beautiful. She's 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 the bomb. But love, lust, like are fluid. It doesn't. It's not an everyday thing, hmm. right? And that's where people get trapped. I think people are like, it's all hot and great. And now it's not so hot and great. I'm I'm out. Life has a way of teaching you lessons when you live long enough. So you, something happens, you like, God forbid, you go to the doctor and you're, you're like waiting for three days to find out if you're going to live or die, like some some diagnosis or, you know, there's all, or you go bankrupt or, you know, shit hits the fan. In those moments, you go to the only place where there's comfort, right? And for me, early in my career, when I was in trouble, right, there were, Things going on, and I got really anxious, really bad. Yeah, you're smoking weed before lingo. That's that was the good day. No, yeah, okay, yeah. never mind. Those were the good days. Yeah, well, this, this before I discovered it. <laughs> you, when you're really in trouble, there's only one person that gives you comfort. And so when I learned that, I'm like, whether I like her or love her or lust for her today, I need her every day. Like I don't know how I'm going to get through it without her. So when you kind of get that you're kind of screwed without her, then you have to look past those things that break a lot of people up. When did you realize that? Really early in our, well, I got married at 24, you know, before my 25th birthday. So really early in, and the other thing is I got married with nothing. Right. Like, I didn't have a job. I was about to ask, when did your career take off age-wise? Like Still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, first round of success started happening maybe around when I was 30. Okay. I got in the business like at 25, I started yeah. as a runner, like bringing coffee to people and stuff. Well, because we talked about this last week on our podcast about how Hugh Jackman's still married to his wife, and they have such a good foundation of love because they were married before his career well, took off as well. now there's another level. So that that's right. So the other thing that works in our favor is that we were dumb enough to get married when we didn't have anything. When I met her, she had a fork, a plate. So I was an upgrade for her. Nice. I could get her a whole play setting. Like you There know, you go. Two people can eat. I can get you napkins. Yeah, I, I can get you a butter you knife if you up. need it. That's right. Even like maybe, you know, a gravy boat. Yeah. I mean, that's in our future. And if you're lucky, I'll get you a frying pan. That's right. But then that's not romantic. No. So anyway, we got married with nothing. So everything that I have, we have. There's not a her stuff and my stuff thing. There's not a get my shit together before I get married right. thing. So when you think back to the old days of like prearranged marriages and stuff like yep. that, while it from a sexist standpoint and a 
evolved and woke standpoint, I don't, I'm not down for the prearranged marriage, but there was a method to that madness. If you were virgins when you got married, this is the best sex you've ever had. Mm. If you have nothing when you get married, you build a life together, yeah, yeah. and that becomes what love is. Love mm-hmm. is you know, often not romantic. The romantic stuff is awesome, but it, the reason we partner with somebody is to survive it, yeah. to get through the winter with somebody that we trust who's a got our back. beneficial relationship. That hopefully you grow into a tenderness. Sure. Yeah, you go through love and you, you go through life and you need a team. Life is difficult enough going through it alone, and I think that's why a lot of people get Impossible. married. Yeah, yeah, because you want a teammate to go through it because there's going to be a lot of struggles ahead. And it's really nice being able to lean it. on someone. And to share the successes with. Did it ever become challenging once you started seeing the successes? You become this you know, international man of mystery. Yeah. You know, <laughs> luckily my wife was a uh, success in show business as a child, hmm. so she knew the game. So that was a huge part is that if I had married a civilian, somebody out of the business – it would be hard to justify choices we make of life because yeah. show business is show business. It's but, show business, baby. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? I mean, you know, like— Having it, to be ready at a beck and call? She gets show business from a cellular level from her life, right? So, like, for us, if something really bad happens and we have a show to do, like, for us, you do the show and then you show up to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I had a kidney stone and did a show— in front of 2,000 people, Yikes. finished the show, went to the hospital. Yeah. That's just how we roll. That's yeah. just, And it doesn't make sense. It's, it's an old-school vibe. But because she understands this game, she understands when press says this or shows get canceled. Look, she's a wife who's willing to ride with a guy whose long-term commitments are 13 weeks at a time right. with great gaps of years in between where we're like, oh, shit. So to look in the – most people in a marriage when – it really hits the fan. You're broke and there's no hope for the future. They're out. Mm-hmm. My wife is like, I've seen it. It's show business. She's down. So yeah. we put more water in the soup and we yell at each other in the kitchen and go, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And then God provides and we're all good. So yes. now we're kind of – and that's why some of the stuff on Temptation Island is from life experience. I got a tweet today saying, are you a therapist? I'm like, no, I'm a game show host, dude, but I've been on the planet you know, and I've got some scars and I've learned some stuff. And you know, it just gets really down to – you know, authenticity, trust in something bigger than you. Everything's going to work out the way it is. Worrying about it today doesn't fix it tomorrow. And just, you know, find somebody that, you know, I always tell people, you're always saying, yeah, she's great, but she's crazy. Well, yeah, we're all crazy. Just find the crazy you dig. Yeah. You know? Well, so while you were you were yeah. on the subject a little bit about Temptation Island Season 2, tell us about this one. What is it? How is it different than Season 1? What are you excited about? Because it's not—it hasn't aired yet. It's wrapped filming. It's wrapped, and see, uh, episode one aired uh, last Thursday. Oh, okay. Episode well, Thursdays at ten. Okay, gotcha. So I missed the first—I missed the premiere episode of season two. It's all right, but the ratings have dipped because of that. But that's all right. It's only my career. If you're listening to this episode of Help I Suck at Dating, tune in to Temptation Island season two on Thursdays on USA Bravo? USA Network. USA Network. Oh, Do you know how many likes on your Instagram come from me? You know how much I've done to support you. Everything I just said about Bravo, get the hell out of here. No, it's we're on U- Bravo occasionally, but no. It's- USA Network, Temptation Island Season 2. We're two episodes we're in. We're two episodes Temptation in now. Island yeah. Season 2. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and so- by the way, one of the things I love about the show is I never see it. I shoot it, and then everybody else seems to get advanced copies of the episodes but me. So I'm like watching it on the air. I don't know nice. where we are in the story. but And it's awesome because my, as the host, I see them at the bonfire. Like what you see the bonfire is legit. It's very loose, no script. Yeah, we're kind of feeling our way through that, and I'm kind of really feeling them. And then 
whenever you see me see them is when I see them. The rest of the stuff I'm discovering on the air, you know, watching it with uh, the viewers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, I had no idea that that was going on when I was talking to them about this. Right. And I wonder if it would have changed my game, but um, really, but, you're not informed about anything that's a really little in, bit. Oh, okay, so I it, figured you would have to be just so things that you didn't see in person, you can be aware of when you're talking to them. Whenever you talk to them, right? So there is some of that. So the way that goes down is like on a bonfire night, I'll get there, and it's kind of great because where the bonfire was set up, there was a sort of an outdoor lanai patio thing mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And we would sit there. You can't do anything until the sun goes down. So the crew's setting up, and I'm sitting kind of with um, my wardrobe stylist and my makeup artist and the writer who become my best friends because we hang out together. And the sun's setting, and it's just you just kind of get into that Hawaii-Maui chill, Mm -hmm. which is perfect to kind of vibe, get yourself ready for what's going to be the night. And then the executive producer, one of the executive producers, will come down, and we'll just basically talk about where people are. You know, where are they and what triggers – are coming for them. Where are they triggered? What it, what's the meat? And then I don't look at the clips because I when I say to them, I don't know what's in the clip. I want to be honest about mm-hmm. that. And then we kind of just sort of game plan where we think they are. But then when we get into the bonfire, I have an earpiece. So if there's something I missed, they're going to fill me in. But mm-hmm. I don't have cards. There's, there's nothing, man. We're just literally vibing it out like you see it much longer than you see it. But. What? What uh? What do you do to fill the days? Like, say you're waiting for the bonfire to come at night. Like, do you go play golf? What What does your day look like while you're not working in Hawaii? Um, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like your Instagram. Okay, so you're, um, you're surfing, you're golfing. You're... I took up surfing this time. I'm pretty nice. bad at it, but just paddling around out yeah. there is great. It's a good workout. Getting hammered into the reef is character building. Yeah, but I, you know, so. That became a thing I would do as often as I could for an hour or so. I can't really stay in the water that long. I get too tired. But um, I might go surfing. We might go for a snorkel. We might, uh, you know, um, I played around a golf or two, but um, a little bit of a time suck for me. And I and it's sort of not sure if I'm going to get called in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've got our haunts we like to go to. And my wife and I. Um, your what? Yeah, I brought my wife the whole no, time. No, not your wife. Haunts? Haunts we like to go to, restaurants and stuff. Oh, okay. You know, little, Did you ever go to Mama's, that, Mama's, fish, Mama's Fish House? I yeah, I went called. to Mama's Fish House. It's yeah. on the other side of the island. Yeah, so, uh, And it's delicious, yeah. but to get a reservation is deep. On my side of the island, the places I go to are Star Noodles, okay. which you can't get into, but it's bomb. I should have texted you when I was there a week ago. Star, oh, yeah. Okay, Star, Star Noodles. Noodles right there in Kanapali. Yeah. Uh, we go to Paia Fish uh, Market all the yeah. time. Now, there's one in Paia. We love Paia, mm-hmm. uh, that town. But there's one in Lahaina, so we go there a lot. And um, there's the one of uh, uh, Reeves, I think. Uh, it's down on the south part of the island. It's uh, they sell like uh, the best banana cream pie on the island. I can't remember the name of it, but pretty good too. Yeah, and we we go to Monkey Pod and Hula Grill, yeah. just the the tourist spots, and yeah. just and we go and sit at the bar because you can't get a table, and you know get our mahi mahi sandwich and does, watch sunset. Did your wife come with you season one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I at this point in my career, I normally would say, you know, I used to say. I don't want family to come with me because I'm trying to focus, right? Mm-hmm. And it was legit. I, I would get distracted. Even even if they're handling themselves, I'm always wondering, are they cool? You know, the kids are, did you get them on a boat or what's going on? Now the kids are grown. And I said, if I don't have a doubt by this point in my career, this focus thing, that's kind of bullshit at this sure. point. Mm-hmm. And how do I deny you 35 days vacation in Maui? In Hawaii, yeah. And it turned out great because actually she's so chill. So she finds a life of her own. And we... 
hook up and have dinner together, and we hang out when I can. But bonfire night, she likes to come and watch mm. because they're deep. And for me, it's really great because in between the bonfires and before, I can kind of check with her in the shorthand language that we have and say, you know, was that authentic or am I being real or did I get played or, you know, what did I miss? And she'll bring it. You know, you were awesome. You did, don't don't regret having said that. Mm. And that was rough, but maybe you should think about this. And I mean, she's not backseat producing, but she's my sounding board and she knows me better than anybody else. Yeah, it's nice to have an objective opinion. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to answer some listener emails. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're going to dive in some questions, Mark. You're going to help us answer some of these for our listeners out there. They're Let's struggling. They need some dating advice. Who the hell doesn't? We got a, two married men, one man in a relationship. Maybe we can give them a little bit of advice. We're, I all, wanna, we're all in this together, kids. I want to answer it. Jessica Haber's question first and foremost because it's the juiciest. She asks, how about porn? Is it okay for men to watch while in a relationship? How about women? Jared, Mark, what are your thoughts? You want to take this? I got it. You can take it. Uh, you go first, and then I'll bounce off your answer. Hey, anything you do in secret that your that your spouse doesn't know about is technically under the guise of a slippery slope of cheating. So porn is a slippery slope. 
if it becomes your preoccupation and your secret, it's going to mess up your relationship. If it's a marital aid and a fun and healthy diversion that you're sharing with your girl, maybe not sharing watching together, but letting her know that you're down and that's what you're doing, you know, I'm not such a prude that I can't see that that might be great. Yeah. But it's the locking yourself in the den and. Don't you think porn is kind of like inherently private though? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say sex is inherently private. I think it's also different, if I'm being honest, just because you are a little bit older than us. And I think porn has really changed within the past 10 to 15 years. Where I think now a lot of guys and girls growing up are watching porn at a very young age well, and it's yeah. just adapted into their lifestyle. Where I think even when they get, I'm not speaking for myself. I don't want people to be like, well, Jared watches porn every day. I yeah, don't. No. But no, I'm not like a porn watching weed smoker over here that's not turned into. I can honestly say I've not watched porn since I've been married. Really? But I did. I, I mean, uh, like, I'm not going to say I didn't watch once or twice when I was engaged for a year and a half. Ooh. But, but that's an honest answer. I'm I, 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 I also, I just want to be clear. I just, I think it is really different because, you know, porn now, you can just Google anything and you can get and you can see anything on the internet. And I think, especially nowadays, you know, especially little like kids, guys are watching porn at like 12 well, years old. Well, now you're talking about two different things. So I don't when, know if I am. Well, because what my point is once a kid grows up with porn in their life and they get into a relationship, I think they don't see it as cheating because right. it's kind of adapted it into their normal lifestyle. What I meant by two different things is there's two, two effects of porn uh, at different times in your life. So for instance, when I discovered some relatively, uh, saucy websites on one of my my son's early early life you know mm-hmm. i had to talk with them saying okay dude there's no way i'm going to block your internet because that's ridiculous yeah. you're going to find your way around it you guys are far better hackers than i could ever block and it's here everywhere you look you can barely search for something on amazon without it showing up with you know porn but what you're looking at is actors and this isn't indicative of what an actual love relationship looks like. That's not what making love looks like, except maybe on Valentine's Day, you know, <laughs> if, if you play your cards right. But, <laughs> but so don't look at this as an imprint of how we treat the women that we love. Um, but so you, so you actually sat your son down and had a conversation with him about this? For sure. And my daughter. I've talked to both of them about all this stuff. We, we Look, here's the thing as a parent. The awkward stuff, you have to just... Lean into the awkward. Mm. You know, be Eugene Levy in um, American Pie. Hmm. Just the worst dad as far as broaching the subject. But the only thing that the kid sees in that is my dad cares. He's a loser, but my dad cares. And He's, like, he, he's making it okay to talk. He's like normalized talking about but it. But into the relationship in porn, which is more what Jared's talking about, is if your intimacy is isolating you from your lover, then porn is mm-hmm. bad. Right. And if it's a private thing, and it is inherently private, mm-hmm. like you said, Dean, but if if you're keeping it a secret, that's never going to be good. So if you like it, if that's your thing, then you need to tell your girl and bring her in with you and mm-hmm. see if she's going to watch with you. And then you guys can be like one of those couples you read about that's like crazy and, you know, you never know what's going on back there. But, um, you know, I don't know that it's terrible, but it's the secret that's the terrible part. Right. No, I agree. And it's probably also the level at which how much you're watching it because if it's if if you'd rather watch porn than have sex with your wife that's going to be a big issue but i agree with you and i'm really glad that you sat down and talked to your son about this because i think a lot of times when 
kids watch porn or teenagers or even adults, like you said, you're seeing two actors, but they don't know that. And I think, especially nowadays, we should be having more conversations about relationships between men, women, men and men, women and women, about how they treat each other, what's consensual, what is right. And I think at... You have to really not begin with porn, but it has to be early on in the conversation because a lot of these young, specifically young men, are watching porn and thinking that that's how women want to be treated, like to be dominated. For sure. And one of the things that I I joked about, it was a comedy bit, is I, I said when I was a teenager, you could, you know, get laid easy. Because there was there wasn't a whole lot of stigma, there wasn't a whole lot of disease to worry about, and but it was going to be pretty basic, right? Now you have a generation who's grown up on hardcore extreme porn. There are things on the menu that were never on the menu, but it's harder to close, I guess, for these people hmm. because of all the things going on socially and everything. But the internet and porn and everything, this whole generation has now become numb to how outrageous these sex acts are and in a loving relationship when you're pleasing one another these are not really good mirrors of how that's supposed to really be no you're absolutely right i mean it's great to have the freedom to go there and 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 be vulnerable with the person that you love and and whatever you're into you're into and it's all good as long as it's consensual but what you said jared is true you got to learn what is actually consensual yeah, because those women are signing waivers saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to film a porn scene. I'm saying yes to every act. When you're in real life, that woman is not saying yes to every act if you think, oh, she she wants me to throw her up against the wall. But it's especially in today's world, you have to find that balance because that could be really taken in a bad direction. Not only not only that, but young guys have to realize that she wants it, she seemed to want it, that's the danger zone. And unfortunately, as sterile as it sounds, you got to verbalize. Yeah. Hey, are you cool with this? Is this consensual? Are we good? You got to just ask the question. And if there's any resistance, even in the moment, you got to slow your roll. In some states, consent has to be a verbal yes, which means even if it's consensual sex, like nothing is said and you end up having sex with this person, Later on, if they're like, I felt uncomfortable, in some states, it has to be a verbal yes. And if they don't say a verbal yes, it's not consensual. And the, the thing that you know, I've said to my kids and, and to other kids and, you know, in life is that even when it was consensual, if they say yes and you're in the act and they change their mind, it's now not consensual okay. and they'll get out. Yeah, this is a kind of a – going through my mind a lot lately. I don't know why uh, – but I, I I think porn needs to be more of a discussion. I think people need to be okay with talking about porn more because it's so ingrained in our culture now. And it's such a, da- a taboo topic that I, I just feel like there's going to be a whole generation of people not knowing how to act or what sex is or what making love is. You have hit on something really astute in my in my mind. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, you hear that, Dean? Astute. Yeah. Astute. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath on hearing what this was. I also you... want to hear your perspective on porn, Dean. Well, yeah, let's, after, let's, after Mark, give, but... give you this acknowledgement, and then I would like to hear Dean's uh, take on it. But the part that I think is really important that you said is 
there is the tendency from a parenting standpoint for young people coming up to block things. This is bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And do what you can to control what the input is, right? But really all we have as parents and quite frankly as partners to people we love is communication. So all we can do is educate. It exists. And I'm going to make the worst analogy, but in baseball – when my son was a baseball player younger, I said, you can't pick your coaches. So sometimes it's going to be abusive and bad and everything. You have to then educate yourself in those situations how to not let that get in your head and ruin your life. So there are things out there that are inputs that are going to happen. You can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. All you can do is do what you said. Talk about it, even if it's awkward. Now we have an understanding. You know what's out there. I know what's out there. I know you've seen it. You know that I know you've seen it. Now we're past that awkward thing. Now we can talk about this. And I really appreciate that you sat down and talked to your son about it because even in the moment, if he did not react in a positive way and he felt embarrassed by you and he didn't want to talk about it with you, down the line, he's going to thank you for talking to him about it because it's going to teach him a lesson. Oh, yeah. And he's a wonderful boyfriend to his girlfriend. Yeah. And and it's an important lesson to be taught. Yeah. How old is he? He's uh, 27. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, we we got him over the hump. He's like yeah. he's on his own now. So he's but. probably sexually active. We could uh, probably we can safely assume that. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure that's happening. But if not, <laughs> nice. we have to have another conversation. Tight, tight, tight. So tight. Dean, what's your perspective on this? You haven't tight. spoken. I don't, well, I, yeah, I figured I just let you guys do it all the time. Come on, I'm Dean. curious. You're still bitter about you wanted questions and he went to break. When did don't... you? Oh, wow. Dean's mic just broke. Wow. Dean's mic just broke. It didn't break. It didn't if break. If that's not a sign that maybe we should move on, I don't know what it is. But I'm still gonna. I'm I'm curious because so, I've always I I just think I'm I'm fumbling over my words. I grew up in a Born house. Is, yeah, it's just a taboo topic that I really wish wasn't because I do think it needs to be talked about more and and people need to educate themselves on it more. It's funny actually because I had a, a conversation not too long ago with a friend about this about how uh, guys how guys watching porn kind of diminishes the act of like making love with someone because. At a young age, basically what we're doing is like we're watching porn, we're doing what we need to do, we're getting it over with as quickly as we possibly can because we don't want anyone to walk in on us, and then like we're moving on with our lives. And so that's kind of translating into the sex world now where like guys are like, okay, like I'm just going to go and crank it out, be over with it, and be done with it. And like when I'm done, it's done kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not really how it is. Um, and so for me as a kid growing up, like, you know, I had obviously my mom and dad were living in the house. I had two brothers and a sister, and they were all older than me. So I was like trying like I started watching porn probably like when I was like, 13 so your speed game was strong yes i was very yes i was good at hiding it right um and so only just recently probably within the past like year or so i've i've gotten comfortable enough with like talking about it with like my partners about like you know like if i watch it how often i watch it what i'm watching like that kind of stuff and then like i start asking them questions as well um and so it's like still something that i'm working on normalizing but uh i agree i think honesty is really what it is just like Probably in discussing it with your partners opens up the possibility of an even better sex life with those partners. Sure, because the communication's great. But uh, I think once when I was in college, I like asked my girlfriend to watch porn with me while we were like cooking up, and like I kind of as a joke, and she like wasn't into it. And then ever since then, I like never talked about it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And so it's just I don't know. It's just kind of a weird. Yeah, you can play that old thing of putting it out there, going, "I was just kidding." Yeah, just yeah, kidding. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I just wanted to see your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Within relationships, I think, to each their own, I just think, especially on an early age growing up with it, I, I think it's very important not to, to, like you said, Mark, block it or try to ignore it, to accept the fact that it's there and try to educate them as much as possible. Because I think as a culture, we're also getting desensitized. 
You know, well, that's my when, biggest fear about it. It's, when, it's not a real <clears throat> version of the no. way we interact with people. When you were a kid, I'm sure your way of seeing women topless was Dude, if going in all- your dad's room, going under the bed, trying to get a Playboy magazine. If, if I got a Playboy magazine, I'm sharing it with the neighborhood. We were having, uh-huh. we were like J.C. Penny bra ads. Yeah, was like softcore porn. I bras. remember my sister had like a Cosmo subscription or something. I would sneak up and check out that every once in a while. Totally. Yeah. And now, oh yeah, come somebody on. can Google anything they want and it will pop up. That's not good. For any young generation out there, no, no, maybe it's really good to to um, like blast them with basically as whatever they're interested in. Like you're curious about something, boom, you can go and look it up. Yeah, like, yeah, but you know, curiosity. The problem in that is when you're in your formative years, like your your body's changing, puberty, right? You're filled with shame. Like your whole life is comparing. You're in the locker room at seventh grade and. You're a boy and the guy next to you is a man and you're like, what the hell? It's such a dramatic difference and everything is like makes no sense. You're like, you've heard about what an orgasm is, but you don't even know where it comes out and how does that work and does it stop on time? You know, the world is like – maybe I just said too much about what my inner dialogue was. The world is confusing (laughs) and shameful to you and you don't want to talk about it because you're the most awkward part of your life and you're – you want to talk about what – is underestimated is that your hormones are going crazy. So you're not even in your right mind at that age. So it is not natural for that kid to say, you know, dad, what the hell is this? And what it is natural for is to hide and be fascinated by it. And at 12 and 13 years old, you can go 12 times a day. So you're rubbing a callus. Yeah. Right. And if somebody doesn't broach the subject and say, Hey man, you know, you're completely normal. This is absolutely all the urges, all your questions. Let's just get you. And this is how I broke it down with my son. This is how it went down. It's about sixth or seventh grade, probably sixth grade. And he comes up to me and he says, Dad, in middle school, do we have to take showers in gym? And I knew what that really was, was I don't know anything about sex. And I said, because they had the, like the health um, video coming up, like the health movie you mm-hmm. watch. And I, I sensed he was uptight about it. So I said, Morgan, let's sit down. I said, Mom's out of the house. Goldie's got something going on. You and me, let's chill and talk about this. I said, what do you know about sex? He says, nothing. I said, and I joked, I said, well, this is going to suck, but all right, <laughs> let's do this. Should have been like, me too. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, listen. That's what I might say to my son if he says, I don't know anything about sex. I'm like, I don't know anything yeah. about <laughs> it's, it's a fluid situation. So. <laughs> uh, I, and I said, all right, well, let's just knock this out right now. And I went through it. I said, all right, here's how this works. You know, it, 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 you're going to have an urge, and it's going to kind of almost not – it's going to seem gross, but somehow it turns out not being gross. And here's how – this is what – where you put this and that, and here's what these parts are. And I just broke it down, not even like clinically, like jokingly. Like, mm. you know, here's what's up, and here's where it's dangerous, and – and uh, here's some other things. This is what gay sex looks like, mm-hmm. from what I understand. And so don't don't be fooled by what your friends will tell you about that. What a gay relationship is, you know. And um, and and we laughed our way through it. And, and the way I came into it, I said, "Look, you're going to go into the gym and watch this movie or wherever. And there's two kinds of kids. Okay, there's the one kid who knows what's up, and the other kid who doesn't know what's up. 
And they come out of that gym, and one of them is, like, laughing and chill, and the other one looks like a ghost and freaked out because there's too many questions that they don't have the answers mm-hmm. to. I said, so I think as awkward as it is to talk to your dad about this, you want to be the dude who knows what's up, right? Sure. And I promise you're going to feel better about yeah. it. So let's just get it done now. And it became a conversation we laugh about today. It was great, you know. And it gets down to the root of it in love, in relationship, in parenting. If you're talking, you're alive. You got a you got a chance. Yeah. If you're talking, out, out of that, it's all you know. And it sounds like a pretty good dad. Mark. I never had that, unfortunately. Yeah. I never had to talk with my dad about any of that stuff. Uh, let's, all right, let's move I'm on. I'm here for you, buddy. Yeah, I'm I appreciate here that. Right did you have ever have a, a sex talk with anybody? I didn't in, either. In school, I did when I was in like fifth grade. I think I remember asking some pretty ridiculous questions. But all right, we're gonna move on. So Britt asks the question uh, for all three of us: Are opposite sex friends okay when in a relationship? Is it okay to message and hang out with someone of the opposite sex alone if they're not a mutual friend? Bah, 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 bah. What do you guys think? Because I know what I think. I know what I think. I'm just letting you guys. I don't want to talk. My I'm never going to get invited I'm, back. I think I'm going to be in the minority of, on this one. I think it's okay. I think it's almost encouraged. You're not in the minor, no? minority, but I'm going to qualify that. Okay, yeah, great. you have. I'm with Mark. You have to qualify. One of my best friends is a female, and I remember Ashley always before she met her. Ashley always thinking, "Who is this person, and why aren't you two dating?" Mm. I said, she's like my sister. You mm. have to meet this person to understand our relationship. Ashley did. This is when Ashley and I were just friends. And she goes, oh, okay, I get it. You guys have a total platonic relationship. You guys are really like cousins. It's weird, but it's cool. So that would be my only exception to the rule pretty much is that you're you. it has to be a mutual friend. I, mm. I think it has to be somewhat of a mutual friend. Mark, well, what do you think? There's two sides to this. So let's talk about the value of an opposite sex friend that's platonic, that's mm-hmm. a non sexual partner. And on Temptation Island, see how I'm bringing it back? Yeah, Temptation Island season two on USA Network. Thursdays at 10. Thursdays at 10. Uh, thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> on Temptation Island, a happy byproduct that nobody expects is that people form friendships that are platonic with the opposite sex that really informs them on their decisions later. Mm. So having a friend and a point of view that you trust from the opposite sex is imperative Mm -hmm. because if you're going to hang out with your crew of dudes, you're going to get the same perspective and it's not going to be as evolved as getting the other side of the story. Right Now, the other thing is exactly what you're talking about, Jared. If you're in a committed relationship, you don't want to do anything to make the other person be concerned or worried. Mm. So if you have an opposite sex friend, that friend's got to be friends with both of you Mm. and you need to never have coffee without saying, hey, I'm having coffee with Susie. See, that's where I agree. I agree with half of that. I don't necessarily agree that they have to be mutual friends, but I do agree with being forthright and honest about what you're doing, where you're going, and who you're hanging out with. For sure. Of course. And if your wife is not down, sadly, you're going to lose that friendship. Is that right, though? No, it's not right. (laughs) It's not right. Look, there's here. Now you're stumbling into the rabbit hole of the conventions <laughs> of social. And let's you know, be honest, at, at sometimes in life you have to make a choice. Well, that's what I'm talking about. It's not right. If we were, it's like communism. Communism on the first page of it makes You know, you're really not selling relationships for No, well, it looks like it's a great idea. Everybody owns everything. It's all going to work out. But the human condition of jealousy and, mm-hmm. and need is going to crush communism. It doesn't work, right? So- your answer, your question, Dean, is is that fair? Is not fair. We should be able to have friends with whomever we're connected with uh-huh. and trust that it's altruistic and authentic. But the facts are 
It rarely works out that way. And self-doubt and concern within your relationship kills the relationship. So you, ha- you have a duty to make sure that the person you're committed to is number one. Let me ask you And this. that means you lose some stuff. Let me, uh, let me uh, change the dynamic a little bit. Let me say, let's say I have, so I'm dating Kaylin, right? Let's say I have a friend who's a girl mm-hmm. and her and I like hang out semi-often, like once a month, twice a month, we'll get lunch or dinner, right? Right. Does it make it any different if that girl has a boyfriend or a husband or it a fiance? Helps. Absolutely. Look, but it doesn't, it doesn't solve anything. It just like kind of helps. It has to do with. Your Caitlin, Caitlin, yeah, how Caitlin. she feels about it. Yeah, if she's cool, you give her no reason to be concerned. She knows the girl, and you're better for having that conversation. And it's open, then you're gonna have an evolved relationship. Because my perspective with it, too, sorry, Jared, is my friendship with whoever I'm friends with is gonna be longer than my relationship, right? But then I guess it really just boils down to which one. Well, of those I guess do you that doesn't have have a good. Well, you can't say that because what if the relationship turns into a marriage or if you want to spend no, the rest not, of your life I, I agree. And obviously hey, you have to prioritize relationships in your life. You're talking about the grandfather clause, grandfathering them in because yeah. they predate your relationship. Yeah. What Jared's talking about, and he's not wrong, is you. it's a weighted average. So, yeah, they may have been there longer. And by rights, you're allowed to keep that friendship. We deal with this actually on Temptation Island. One of the guys has former lovers as close friends now with the girlfriend, uh-huh. right? And it's hinky. When you commit to somebody for life or at least you're exclusive, chronology is not the answer. It's commitment. You're first, and everything I do is through the filter of are you comfortable, Hmm. and I'm hoping that I've set up a relationship that's strong enough that you can allow me to have the friends that I've had because my heart's with you. I'm with you. You don't have to worry, and I'm letting you know what's up. And if you feel uncomfortable about this, we either talk about it and get resolved so you don't lose a friendship that matters to you, or you talk about it with the three of you to redefine how this friendship is going to work, right? For instance, I have a family member who's female, a distant cousin, right, that likes my advice from time to time. But we made a pact. Whenever you text me, make it a group text. Just make it a group text so that Robbie's aware and we're all cool. And that's a little bit of a ridiculous, you know, compromise because if we're all adults, there shouldn't be no shouldn't be anything to worry about. Mm. But it's our job in a relationship to realize that it's a relationship. It's its own entity. We have to compromise and change ourselves. We give a little, they give a little, and for the benefit of both of us. And when I say a mutual friend, I just mean that the your partner has to know this friend. They have had to have met you can't like, for example, if has Kaylin met this Friend. I'm not saying anything specific. I'm just saying, all right. Speaking so hypothetically. say hypothetically, uh, Kaylin Asking has not met. Yeah, <laughs> Kaylin has not met your friend. That's a girl that you hang out with once or two, twice a month. I, I really think it's important for your relationship with Kaylin. Hypothetically speaking, this is not true, but that you, Kaylin meets that girl hmm. and just make sure, like, oh, okay, now I know her. I have a connection with her. There's a little different well, vibe because instead of you kind of like leaving Kaylin and be like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Sarah now or wherever. Well, the truth is she already knows this girl because you can find out anything about anybody. Yeah, but you know it's different meeting someone face-to-face in person and then, then sure. having a connection and kind of like vibing out the the relationship between the friends. and. I believe that women's intuition, that old adage, is legit. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a, a scientific reason why. So I think that's really important because I feel like women can really quick – be together and sense is this chill or not you know they can suss that out non-verbally and uh i think men can do it too but we've sort of atrophied that skill a little bit because we just kind of grunt and fight 
Yeah, that, we just push all our emotions down. Exactly. Don't but, let anything but out. women still intuit each other. So I, I think that the only way to navigate that is be true to your friendship and the same thing with the porn thing. Just you got to you got to bring your wife or your your girlfriend into the mix so that everybody feels supported. I have another question that kind of uh, commingles these two questions that we've already answered. Mm-hmm. Jessica asks, would God you God bless Jessica would, and her question. Yes, God bless Jessica. Hopefully you're watching Temptation Island uh, on Thursdays at USA Network. Or Dean likes to watch it on Bravo, but we're on USA. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica asks, would you guys allow your wife or girlfriend ever to have a hall pass? (sighs) A hall pass is such a – that's like the most ridiculous (laughs) fantasy thing that doesn't exist in real life. Every movie that touches on it, my show, is – Fantasy is best left as fantasy. Yeah. The hall pass is BS. Okay. The top three, you know, like your list of three, like 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 I once drunk called Robbie from the Ritz Carlton in New York and I said, I just found out that Britney Spears is staying in the hotel and I'm letting you know that if I have a chance to hook up with her, I'm going to do that. And hmm. by chance, I mean in the same elevator together. And she didn't find any comedy in that. And <laughs> I was only joking, uh, kind of. But, uh, <laughs> but. The whole past does play that one out, dude. Everyone play that one out. Right. That's what I say on the show all the time. You want the ring? Well, play out that scenario. You get the ring by ultimatum. How does that end up? So the hall pass. I want a hall pass. So you have the hall pass. Now you come back. Now you got this thing. Mm. And if it doesn't bother your partner, the same thing as Temptation Island. If it doesn't bother your partner, that's almost more alarming mm. than it bothering your partner. Sure. Mm-hmm. Hall pass is bullshit. All right. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think it'd be. I think in theory you can say like, yeah, maybe it sounds like a good idea, but in practice it would never really work, right? Like, yeah, it, like you said, if your partner likes it, that's a red flag. If she doesn't like it, also a red it's flag. all red flags. Yeah. It's just a bloody red flag of death. Nobody wants. Let's that. answer one more question, Jared. Pick a question. I feel like I've been asking all of them. Um, let's ask this one from Queen Steph twenty one. How about determining if a guy is flirty with you to attract you or if he's just naturally a flirt and it comes across that way? I feel like you probably How can you determine a lot of this on Temptation Island, right? I was just reading the cast list and some of them are like, he's got a wandering eye, he's very flirtatious, et cetera, et cetera, right? So what what are your what are your thoughts on this? That's I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because actually that's been you know, in my life, that's been sort of a thing. You know, people, hmm. I'm being me, and, and it's misinterpreted as flirty sometimes. I mean, I, that's that's my experience with it, too, is yeah. I think sometimes my kindness comes across as flirtation, which yeah. can be, I guess, it would be troubling. Like, like if I was dating me and I saw, like, that, I don't know, I could be concerned, but that's just who I am as a person, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've had to learn to, again, this is, like, stuff that, is natural and honest and you have no shame about, but you change your behavior because some, you care about somebody. Mm. So, you know, I'm a hugger. I'm flirty. I like to hang out. Guys and girls, it's not even it's not even gender specific. Right. I'm just – I'm affectionate, right? And um, I have learned over the years to be a little bit more aware that there are other people in the room. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that how does that make Robbie feel? Yeah. No, you know? you're right. And, and, but, and the other thing is <laughs> – and I, I hate to get all like political, but the whole hashtag Me Too movement thing has really, really hit home for me and mm. made me really look at how difficult it is for women. It has been in that everyone is a potential predator. And I say this on the show. I can't believe, and it's sad, 
how many women I meet, young women and, and older women, who nonchalantly, you know, share at the very least unhealthy relationship and at the very uh, greatest highly abusive relationship with men. So the vibe of friendliness and hey man, I'm just I'm it's all good is predatory. Hmm. At first glance. So now what it's made me have to do is say, hey, you know, even though I want to be warm and stuff, like I see a strange woman walking down the street and I'm walking down the street and I offer a smile. I now I'm aware is the smile letting her know you're safe or is a smile like, oh, shit, is this guy coming at me? And so I'm hyper aware of that now. And I think that, you know, that being misinterpreted as flirty is a mechanism that women have to have to make sure they're not going to get in trouble. Hmm. And so I think we as men have to kind of really say stuff. Like now I host this live game show and it for years when they come on stage I give them a hug. That's just who I am. Now I say, "Can I hug you?" You know, you and and then it's all good. Now right. you know where I'm coming from, right? And it's okay that we have to kind of recalibrate. I agree. That's it. Well, That's I it? it's well my conversation <laughs> no, my my opinion on this is not as astute or uh, political as Mark, and I don't want to sound superficial. No, please be, because I'm way too heady, but I think it lives on a superficial level, so let's it's break it down. just more, I, I've thought the exact same thing. I, I've tried to change my behavior because when you're in a relationship, like you said, Mark, your partner comes first and you have to put their needs first. And of course, sometimes, sure, we can come off flirty when we're just being kind, but then you kind of have to change your ways a little bit, especially if you're in a committed relationship. I know that might not sound right, that you have to kind of change who you are, especially living in today's world where everybody just wants to be who they are and the way they are, and I'm never going to change for anybody. I just don't think that's the way life works, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's the way life should work. I think you should change and evolve and try to better yourself specifically specifically for the person that you choose to spend the rest of your life with. And then conversely, with with Ashley and myself, Ashley can sometimes be... So my, my wife, Ashley, yeah, can sometimes be very uh, in awe uh, of men. I know that sounds weird, but she has always been, quote unquote, a fangirl. Uh, and it's kind of she's built a little bit of a career off of it. Yeah. okay. Uh, being very well known for just being in love with the Jonas Brothers and boy bands. And they're like, dreamy. Dreamy. Exactly. They are very, very Let's dreamy. Joe real. Jonas is a very handsome man. Yeah. Uh, but even in her everyday life, I can see her, the way she acts towards certain guys, mm. uh, that she kind of gets giddy. And it's not, I, I trust my wife fully. We've had many conversations about it where she is very honest about this is just kind of the way I've always have been. And I'm trying to change it for you. But I've just, she was also never in a relationship. Her first relationship was at 30 years old. So she's never had to really be aware of what her partner might think about that. Um, and so when we first started dating, it bothered me a lot for sure. And, but go ahead. You were going to say something. I was going to ask, don't you feel, excuse me, don't you feel kind of guilty about like, if this is like something that's so embedded in Ashley's character and then you kind of come along and you're like, well, I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, could you change it a little bit? Don't you feel kind of guilty for like asking her to like change like something that's kind of like at her at her core? Uh, at times, but she asked me to change a lot of things as well. And I'm more than, and I want to change. Hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. I think both of us want to change for each other because we have chosen each other. Well, now and that- I think that's what you get at the core of it is that sure. There are certain things, of course, you have to draw a line. Anybody 
can use common sense, and I hope people are able to use common sense with this conversation and realize there are some things that maybe you should try to change for your partner to better yourself and better your relationship. And then, of course, there are other things that you shouldn't change. For example, if your partner is saying, hey, I don't want you spend spending that much time with your family. I want you spending time with me and my family. Then you have to draw a line and say, hey, listen, these are very important people in my life, so on and so forth. But certain things, characteristics, behaviors, uh, things that I have done that I'm trying to change um, – I I think it's just an open dialogue about mm-hmm. things that make me feel uncomfortable, things that make her feel uncomfortable that I do, and trying to evolve and better our relationship. There, there's another aspect that on another level as you get deeper into relationships about the flirting thing is that because you 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 made it clear for me when you talked about you observing Ashley kind of flirty or on her on her cute she turns on the cute light right, and she's actually you you said she has changed mm. well so i guess that's the question of whether it's right or wrong but then there's this part we as partners in relationships have to trust the other person and flirting with other people makes us feel alive makes her feel alive and mm-hmm. excited and tingly and it's it, it, look watch sitcoms it's always in a sitcom they always do this thing oh why did you you know you, the paramedics are coming over and you put makeup on you know that whole trip when we're in a relationship where we really trust and love one another, we can allow them to explore that. Wow, it's I, I love Leslie Mann and the movies that Judd Apatow does. And sometimes it's like, you know, I, I just want to know that I'm hot enough that a dude wants to, you know, you would you would do sex with me. She mm-hmm. says right in that movie, and I, I'm like, I get that. So I, go go sport fish a little bit. I, I'm home. We're good. If it's too much, I'm going to say, yo, slow your roll. But I mean, I'm more I'm more guilty of it than she is, but mm-hmm. it's part of her feeling alive. Kind of don't want to rob her of that either. It's sexy. Of course. And I've gotten a lot better with it because we're more secure in our relationship. Right. But when we first started dating in those first few months, I had a very difficult time dealing with For it. For sure. And it's all about how we feel about ourselves. And it wasn't, it was weird in the way I rationalized it because it wasn't that I think she wanted to cheat on me or be with this person more. It was just the, I yeah, it's the idea of like I know that you think that person's cute, and that is really pissing me off. And I know that's life, and there's nothing I can do about it. There's many good-looking people in this world. There's many people with different connections, but for some reason in my head, it was really hard for me to be like, I'm just I'm seeing the person I'm with look at someone who's very good-looking and looking at them with Google eyes. Not that she wants to be with them, but just like the fact that yeah, she just can't hide. Like, oh wow, this is a very very good-looking person. Like, we want them to be blind. Guy. Blind to anybody of the opposite no. sex but us. No, and I'm saying our ego wants that. Oh, our ego wants us to go, oh, you know, Hugh Jackman walked in the room and whatever. I'm I'm down with you know, old Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and now it's it's way different now where I agree with you where it's like, oh, Ashley's doing her thing. Or even me personally, you know, she saw we were at a, a, a Taylor Swift. Uh, we were at iHeartRadio oh. and Taylor Swift came out. And Forget it. Yeah, she just – I was I looked at her and I was like, holy crap. Like I just – I never – I've seen Taylor Swift, like, she's never been that, Yeah, she's a very attractive woman, but I've never looked at her that way, yeah. and then she came out on stage, and I, for some, Ashley looked at me, and she's like, you think Taylor Swift's super hot right now? I was like, no, I just, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. So, I, which there, is, we've grown that Which, trust. by the way, is the shared experience of every man who's been with Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, it's like, I, I you know, because you don't want to admit, be like, yeah, she's. Unbelievably hot. So she's unbelievably adorable. Come uh, on. But uh, so we've certainly grown in that and grown trust and be able to talk about it more. But specifically in the beginning of the relationship, oh. it really was bothering me. And obviously, there's a lot of things that I probably was doing that bothered her as well. But 
Um, just my, my wife said example. to me, "You should be on Dancing with the Stars." I'm like, great, I'd love to do that. And then, she, then she'd watch it some more. She says, but you can't be on with Julianne Huff. Uh, yeah. And then I worked with Julianne Huff, and I was googly. I can barely deal. She, have you ever seen her? Yeah. She's, I mean, she's so adorable. I think when she farts, cotton candy comes out. It's like, <laughs> she's the cutest thing you've ever seen. And I was, and I'm like, you know, much older than her, and there's no vibe, and she's, you know, whatever. But I'm literally like... Should I wear this tie or yeah, that yeah, tie? Yeah. You know, because Julie has to be. And I had to say it to Robbie, and she gets it. But you know, what do you think about this? Uh, I think that I think we covered it all. No, we didn't. <laughs> give, your, give your opinion. What are we talking about again? Um, <clears throat> learning. Because I, I know a big thing for you is that you don't want. You, I don't impede anyone. I don't like impede Kaylin's uh, ability to explore and like be curious and talk to people. So I'm always just like, do you? I appreciate it. I support it. She like has a lot of guy friends that she like gets dinner with very occasionally. And I Do you like, ever show jealousy? No. I used Are to you pretty, ever jealous? I used to be pretty jealous. No, no. I'm like I'm very secure. Like I know she's like obsessed with me, which is great. It's like actually like one of the things that I like most about her. Mm. And so I'm like, go have your guy friends. Go flirt with them if you want to flirt with them. But like I know at the end of the day, like you're still gonna like really like me. So I'm not like concerned about it. You know what I mean? Do you think maybe she, I'm not saying Kaylin's doing this, but maybe in past relationships she actively tries to talk to other guys to see your reaction. I don't think she does that. Not with me. I mean, maybe in past relationships, but I haven't experienced that at all. So I'm always like, and that's kind of the the thing that I like going back to. That's healthy. Yeah. I I think it's not, not the worst thing. And like, we're very open about it too. Like I have like this crazy celebrity crush on Alexis Wren and I'm always like, Oh, Alexis Wren, she's so pretty. And she like, Caitlin like gets upset with me when I say that, but like, it's just like, I'm just being honest with her. Like, I think, you know, it's just like the one person I think is like really like the one Instagram model that I follow on Instagram or whatever, you know? Well, I guess my question is going back to uh, a hall pass. Yeah. The idea of a hall pass. We all agreed that if, if you didn't get jealous of your significant other having a hall pass, that's probably a big red flag. (laughs) Obviously this is not to the extent, but the idea of, a partner not getting jealous about someone going on dates with either whatever sex they're attracted to without you being there. I wonder if that's a good sign or a bad sign if you don't feel even a little level of jealousy and saying, eh, I want you to be you, but uh, I'm a little upset right now. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Every, I don't know yeah. what the right answer is. I don't know if there is a right answer. Every Hall Pass movie or sitcom that does this plot line has it down to the moment where you're going to close. And, and then, then more shows up. Yeah. I don't mean hall pass in general. I just mean the jealousy of hanging out with someone for sure when you're not there. But I think Dean hit it on the head. You know, at some point you get to a point, or you hope to get to a point in a relationship where you're on the same page that you have this unspoken spoken language. Like I see you and you see me, like legitimately. And so, if my wife, for instance, was in the original Friday the Thirteenth movie, right? So occasion awesome. Not just awesome. She was the first one killed. Like she's like like the yeah, thing. historic and slasher yeah. films. So sick. So occasionally she goes and does these cons, you know, and signs autographs. That she doesn't really enjoy doing, but she does it. And the last one she went to, I couldn't go with her. And she still looks really great. She looks like she did in the movie. Yeah, but also I gotta interject. You guys have been married for how long now? Thirty two. It doesn't necessarily make it easier. I'm not saying it makes it, but it changes it. Well, that's why I was saying there's another level. Yeah. So in that weekend when she's back and these fans are there and other people that have been in the movie back in the day are seeing her again after 30 some odd years, she still looks great. Everybody else has fallen off the wagon, you know, and she got a lot of attention mm-hmm. and she came back with a little bit more swagger than I was comfortable with. <laughs> but because I love her, 
I know that we have to fill up. Ego is part of it. It's an ugly, ugly beast, but the ego is part of it. And look, at the end of the day, like Dean said, I know she adores me. Hmm. I don't really have to worry about that, which is a blessing, right? But it does sting a little bit, you know, when you think of other people flirting with your wife. But then that sting is also really great. That sting reminds you where you're at. Like I was saying, if you don't care, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I love her enough to let her have the ego boost. Look, I'm in show business. Every time I walk around, some girl that's way out of my league because they saw me on TV says something really sweet about me that they don't really mean, but it's because I'm on TV. And I wear it like they're sincere, like I probably could have closed that, right? And I walk around with this, like, confidence and excitement because I'm getting a lot of strokes a lot of times, right? And, and it's hypocritical to think that I don't like it. No, of course, everybody likes it. Right. And my wife has had to come to terms with, you know, that's the business. And, you know, when he's out there being TV's Mark Wahlberg, he's adorable. And then I get this really depressed guy on the couch at home. And why do I get that guy when they get that guy? And so I have to look at it and say, when she goes out and she's Robbie Morgan from the movie and people are all about it, she gets to have that. Of course. I think my what I'm saying is that there's a difference between dealing with that when you're in a committed relationship like there's a big difference with me dealing with it now as a married man than there was you know a month and a half two months into the relationship for sure that's what i'm saying 32 years down the line we can have this conversation totally first year down the line i'm not so sure either one of us wants to see anybody flirting around exactly and so you kind of have to four months in right here mark Hmm? four months in right here yeah listen but you're four months in and you're communicating. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's important. That's it. Look, it sounds like, honest to God, I, I really think you and, uh, is it Caitlin or Kaylin? Kaylin. Kaylin. Yeah. I think that uh, from what I'm hearing, I'm, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're doing good. I appreciate that yeah. from the man himself. Well, listen, I'm just like, somebody tweeted me today, like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any credential except life experience. We're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and it's the mistakes that make us better. All right, so that'll do it for this week's episode. Um, Mark, thank you for joining us. Be sure to tune in, if you're listening to this, to Temptation Island Season 2. It's four couples that are continuously tempted by 24 singles, putting each relationship to the ultimate test. It's on USA Network every Thursday at 10 p.m. You'll see Mark on your screen. Yeah. you got to put a beautiful face to this beautiful voice. And everything we've been talking about actually actualizes on the show right. in an extreme manner. Exactly. And if you liked last season... This is just ridiculous. Can you give us a little teaser on what we might see this season versus last season? All I'll tell you is that last season there were a lot of tears. When you get towards that final bonfire, you know, it's really emotional. I will tell you that more than once I've held people of both sexes in my arms as they sobbed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that not, not a role you normally see. Well, it is sad in the moment, but in the end, you know, those moments are cathartic and and like I said last season, sometimes we learn lessons that we take to our next relationship that don't apply to the one we're in. And as as a viewer, there's nothing you love to see more than someone just sobbing their eyes out. Well, you know? that's all. That's real. That's authentic. Let me tell you something. There's a reason we want to take a nap and feel peaceful after we sob. Okay. There's a physiological thing that we have to cry hard, and it it gives us peace. Huh. So there's actually a reason that we get so built up. 
and we release sob it. it out, and then we feel better on the other end. Interesting. Of that. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you got something building up, just go ahead and sob for a little. I'm going to yeah. cry right after you this. You'll be doing in the parking lot. Um, of course, the the Vanessa news. Vanessa, we love you. We always will love you. Yes, we do. And I'm sure we'll see her. On Doors this podcast. always open. Yeah. I, I don't think this will be the last time we hear from Vanessa on the podcast. I mean, listen, you're always on the go. I'm always here, just waiting to record a podcast. But uh, if one of us ever needs a fill in, I'm sure Vanessa could jump in dutifully and take care of that. Very much so. Big thank you to our sponsors, our listeners, of course, as well, producers, um, every one of them except for Tori. Uh, <laughs> thank sure. you so much for your questions, too. We really appreciate you guys taking the time and commenting on the Help I Suck at Dating Instagram. And that next week, Jared will be recording from Napa. No, I think next week is you. Next week is me recording by myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hey, I'll be back next week by myself doing Jared's show. Be sure to tune in then because maybe I will suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.